ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, June 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I will take your text. We do that at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Coming up today, I've got the pleasure of speaking to a couple of my favorite people. First up is going to be Ari Agnes. We've got her for 515. We're going to catch up with her, talk about the recently released schedule for volleyball, and just catch up with her in general, see what's happening with the program. As we always do, mostly on Wednesdays, we're going to hear from the Charleston Dirty Birds, the Dirty Birds in Atlantic League action, taking on Gastonia. That's at 635 tonight at Gilmart Ballpark. So we'll talk to one of the faces of the Charleston Dirty Birds, and that is Rod Blackstone, more affectionately known as the Toast Man. So the Toast Man is coming on the program. It's always fun to talk to the Toast Man. If you know anything about Charleston baseball, it's the Toast Man, then the team. He's probably better known outside of Charleston than most anybody else involved with that team. So it's a pleasure to talk to him. So he's coming up here in the next few minutes as well. And, of course, as I mentioned, we'll get those texts in. We'll do that at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, yesterday, as we were leaving the program, we got some really sad news. And I want to touch on it again briefly. Former Marshall football defensive back Malik Gant passed away, age of 26. Now, you remember him playing with the Thundering Herd from 2015 to 2018, also played in the NFL for the New England Patriots. So uh, he had been he had been passed away for a few days when we finally got the official word. So it was it was sad to hear yesterday. I really don't know all the details and not many details have been released regarding his his passing away. Marshall University did release a statement yesterday basically echoing the the thoughts and the sentiments that uh, you know he you know he'll be missed but it was all of a sudden it, it really was a, a sad sad spot when we found out and you hate that I mean he's 26 not we're not talking about someone who passes away at like 90 you know, had, hopefully had a full life we we're talking to someone who had so much life ahead of them at 26 and Marshall, the statement read, We are saddened to learn of the passing of former Marshall football player Malik Gant. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and family in this difficult time. So just wanted to remember that. If you didn't hear the news yesterday, I just wanted to make sure that you know we passed that along once again. Very sad to hear about his passing. And uh, just you can't put these things into words. You know, somebody's favorite football player, always. You're, you never know. If you play for Marshall football, you're going to be somebody's favorite football player. Always going to be somebody's favorite football player. So it's, it's very sad for sure. All right, we're going to open up the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get into volleyball with you with Ari Agnes. We're going to talk Dirty Birds baseball with you. 
Uh, I don't want to gloss over it, but the rumors are true. There's been talk that Marshall would pick up on the basketball side Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks player Kevon Boyles. Well, it's official. Marshall University tweeting it out earlier today that he had signed with the Thundering Herd. So he's now part of the mas- the basketball team. And just looking at his 2022-23 numbers, played in 20 games, 16 starts, led the team in scoring average with 12.9 points per game. He ranked third on the team last season in field goal percentage at 492. Finished fifth in rebounding with an average of 2.9 boards a contest. He did have a career high of 27 points with seven rebounds in 26 minutes against South Carolina State back on January 21st. So he definitely adds a little bit more offensive potency to the Thundering Herd. Again, rumored to be an addition to the Thundering Herd on social media, but as I've come to learn and come to live by. It's not official until it's official. So now it's official. So Marshall adding Kevon Boyles to the roster from Maryland Eastern Shore. The Hawks losing a pretty good player and the Thundering Herd benefiting from that. When we continue, I want to take um, I want to take time early so we can get her on the program. My guest coming up will be Ari Agnes, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. Later on, it will be Rod Blackstone, affectionately known as the Toast Man from the Charleston Dirty Birds. We'll get into all the happenings of the day, more about Marshall's pickup of Kevon Boyles. Also, some sad news today in the world of sports entertainment. The Iron Sheik passing away today, unfortunately, that... The Iron Sheik is no longer with us here. One of the greatest villains in professional wrestling history and pretty funny to follow on Twitter. Absolutely hilarious to follow him on Twitter. So he's no longer with us. We'll talk more about that. If you don't remember, you don't remember the Iron Sheik? It was huge rivalry between him and Hulk Hogan in the 80s, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about how those two fought. And the Iron Sheik had one of the most incredible finishing moves of the day. The Camel Clutch. He was a heel before. You see, most people today are better educated. They know that, okay, this is entertainment. I mean, the athleticism is there, but this is entertainment. And... Back in the 80s, yeah, especially at the height of where we were politically, the uh, Iran hostage crisis, for those of you maybe remember, you know, those of you who don't go back, you know, there was that, that hatred between USA and Iran, and here this guy comes out, he's the Iron Sheik. And it was just a sight to behold how he worked the crowd. He would come out. And he teamed for his only run as tag team champions with Nikolai Volkov, Russian, right? And it was, he would come out, and see, I can't repeat some of the stuff he said on Twitter. It's hilarious, but I can't repeat it. But he would come out and just say, Iran, number one, USSR, number one, 
America. And um, it was just a sight to behold. I mean, if, if you remember 80s wrestling, the Iron Sheik, one of the greatest villains of all time. So he passes away. We'll touch more on that because uh, there are some funny things from his Twitter account. I, I'm going to miss I'm going to miss that. Uh, he um, he had this beef with Hulk Hogan up until now. Yeah, there was this big beef with him and Hulk Hogan. And a lot of people, I think, are siding with the Iron Sheik now on that. But uh, we'll get into that when we uh, get deeper into the show today. I want to get Ari Agnes on when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's always a fun time when I get to bring on my next guest. She is the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. And she's got a lot of exciting things to talk about. She is Ari Agnes. She's with us now on the program. You don't get to take summer off, coach. It's... um. This is what is this is this as busy as a time as a regular season? You don't get summers off. What am I talking about? <laughs> no, it's it's a different busy. So it's camps and recruiting and that kind of stuff. Much different than being in season. But honestly, the month of May we don't do as much, and I I'm just so bored. Like I don't know how to function when it's not busy. If I'd have known that, co-hosting radio would have been a uh, job offer. I mean, no money in it, but we should do that during May. Okay, we should do that. Yeah, you could come in and you could sit in the the other chair. We could talk about what you want to talk about on a daily basis. We could book your guest. I mean, let's do it. Wow, that's a that's a huge compliment. That's huge. Let's do it. You probably know people that I don't, and you would probably bring in some really fascinating people. Um, a little secret to this, I I enjoy talking to people more than just talking about sports. I would rather talk to someone like you than just talk about you. I would agree. I would for sure agree. Totally, totally more interesting than just saying, hey, uh, Coach Agnes uh, released a schedule. Yeah, they're playing some games. That's fantastic. No. Uh, no, I want to talk to you because um, – I want to dig into this. Uh, first of all, on social media, you're flexing the the new floor a lot. You're flexing that thing here. Um, I know there's got to yeah. be some intent behind that because, I mean, it's a nice floor, but uh, no, that's uh, that's to entice people to come see it and to entice recruits and future prospects, right? Absolutely. I mean, it all matters, you know, and I think it's it's to let people know how invested we are in volleyball here at Marshall, but it's also to kind of just, it's, it's fun to showcase stuff. It's, it's new. It's exciting. It's such a tremendous piece of equipment that, that we're fortunate enough to have. So I love what our marketing team's done. They've absolutely blown it out the water and it's, it's something that you're just like, gosh, like even for us, it's like, I cannot wait to play. I cannot wait to play. Like, we get excited, you know, as much as it is, it's a recruiting tool, but it's also a tool for our, you know, our current kids and our incoming kids to just get excited about the season. Is there anything else that's coming that you could share? Maybe that hasn't been said yet that it's, 
happening for volleyball or that this will be the first time it's been talked about? Is you have anything? Up, yeah, any aces up your sleeve? <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like everything's out there. What am I missing? What am I? Feeling? I'm asking you. I, I'm trying to get some insider knowledge here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, are we? No, uh, I think you know. I think what's we're you know what we are doing this year are selling courtside tickets, which we've never done before. Yeah. And, I think that's going to be a really cool experience. I think that, um, you know, it puts you right there. And, and I think it's it's just going to be something for those people that purchase those tickets will just be really excited about. And I think people coming to the games, you know, if they don't get them this year, we'll hopefully get them next year and and really take off to, to kind of just set a new tone for, for volleyball. Ari Agnes is with us. So, yes, uh, there are things happening she's not telling me about and she's very, being very coy about. There'll be a surprise. I know. There'll be a surprise coming soon. You'll tell me about it later. <laughs> I'm just going to spread the rumors now. Like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be some facility upgrades, and, and Ari's going to tell us all about it when it happens. But, no, it's, it's been fantastic so far uh, what the volleyball has been able to achieve facility-wise, uh, getting everything you possibly need to – to try to take the program to the next level. And then the schedule comes out. You know, as we discovered, the Sun Belt's really good in volleyball. I don't think that was a surprise to too many people. So the Sun Belt schedule is going to be tough enough. But when the schedule came out, you're, you're in a lot of invitationals and classics, and you're going over uh, to parts of the country that I don't think you've gone before. If you have, I don't remember. So let's talk about the scheduling philosophy first and foremost. What were you looking for as you were trying to put this non-conference schedule together? Absolutely. We, um, you know, we've got seven, eight, nine incomers, nine new people. So that's a lot of pieces that haven't seen the Sun Belt or haven't understood the travel. So the travel piece is huge because as convenient as it would be to stay close to home, it is so good because when we start to travel for conference, you're, you're already used to it. So the travel piece is big. I think that, you know, college athletics is an experience and you know, what better way than to get them out to Utah or down to Florida. And, and we've got a lot of West coast kids. So that's a way to kind of meet their families in the middle. Um, So we try to be really cognizant of all of those things, but we put a schedule together that we truly believe is going to push us to get ready for the Sun Belt physically, mentally, and just kind of like setting a tone to trying to win a lot of matches this year. Um, you know, I think even being new, I think that's good, right? We we had a season that we struggled from times and we've fixed some things and really gone hard at some some other things in the gym. But what you can't teach incomers or freshmen or new people is is how intense travel is. And the Sun Belt is an intense travel schedule. So we tried to put together, you know, just a really um, a schedule for the preseason that gets us ready to take the Sun Belt. When you schedule, geography plays a part. Also, trying to find matches that are competitive but you can win or you feel like you can win. And I know every coach feels that they can go out and win every game. I get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. How how are you juggling trying to put together as many wins as possible, getting your team ready, and still having that schedule strong enough to 
to say help you postseason because we know sure it yeah you can win a lot of games but sometimes if you're in a league like the Sun Belt you might get overlooked a little bit so you know, what are you trying to do this point forward in scheduling try to maybe you know obviously win the Sun Belt but keep that schedule strong enough so you know your resume is good enough to get in if you win or not the league yeah um you know the RPI game is really funny because I strongly believe that the Sun Belt should have had two teams in. And, um, you know, JMU won the conference tournament and Texas State had an unbelievable schedule and they didn't make it in. So we kind of found out and we talked at the conference and, and the coaches are all really amazing and we all really work well together to do the best thing for the conference. So lower RPI teams are encouraged to get a lot of wins. Higher RPI teams are encouraged to keep the RPI game going but but again it's all it's a committee and so you have to just put your best foot forward of look we're winning look we're gonna win look we're gonna do these things so so that's what we really tried to juggle this year and and I think that you got to be really honest about where you finished in the past season what you have coming in because you're exactly right everybody thinks they can win um I want to play teams that emulate the Sun Belt not teams that that don't good or bad. Um, so I think that's really important so that, you know, we don't go play say Wisconsin and then we're playing ODU the next weekend. Like it's, they're just not, it doesn't prepare you because one is so different than the other. So I believe that, that what I've got here really prepares us for the Sun Belt, um, but also to play really hard against some really, really good teams and, and come out super successful and, and just, cross your fingers that the RPI NCAA committee, you know, sees it in our favor if we weren't to win the, the regular, or I'm sorry, the conference tournament. I don't want to skip over the Bethune-Cookman Invitational because everybody loves a trip to Florida. And <laughs> as, as an older fan, as an older, not that old, but, you know, I was around when Marshall was in a conference with the Citadel. So, you know, that, that game pops for me. That match pops for me, but you know we get you into the end of August and the first start uh, part of September, and the Marshall Invitational has Moorhead State, so that should bring fans in. UNGC that should be good. Akron, hopefully some fans will show up there. That should be good. Coppin State and EKU are part of the uh, Marshall Invitational. Any. Um, Anything you were trying to do uh, specifically for the Invitational when you were scheduling to try to make this event meaningful and challenging and exciting and everything you were possibly want for this Invitational? For sure. I think that, you know, keeping it semi-local when we host is really important because as much as we obviously want all of our fans there, it's nice to have a good fan base from your competitors. It makes it more intense, more aggressive. So, we kept it a little bit more local um, and, and teams that, that could just drive, right, and keep it that way. And, and, again, everybody, every school has their own, you know, kind of struggles. So to get people to come here, it, it's a little easier to have them local. Um, so I think that, you know, in the past couple of years, Moorhead has done unbelievable. Um, Akron has been up and down, but I think that they're, they're figuring it out and have figured it out and – so I think that it really, you know, EKU had a phenomenal season last year, so that's going to be really tough. 
Um, Toppin does well in their conference, and that's also something you want to look at is maybe, you know, overall they didn't do well, a team didn't do well, but if they're successful in their conference, it helps us um, because the more teams they beat, you know, and then that's the whole RPI game. But um, but I think, you know, it's just that we want crowds. We want people to come see us and to be excited. And sometimes when there's a hidden rivalry, maybe somebody comes because they went to Akron or they come because they hate Akron. I don't know. It's like you never know what brings people to games necessarily. Um, but we definitely wanted to try to get every reason possible. Respectfully, we hate Akron. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. We do hate Akron. Respectfully. Respectfully, we hate Moorhead State also. <laughs> I think you knew that. Um, but did you know, respectfully, I hate EKU. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know that now. Yeah. Trust me. I I have no love for EKU. No, they're 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 a great rival uh back in the football days, and I hope that uh I hope that becomes a volleyball rivalry year in and year out. Because, For sure. Yeah, uh, no, I uh, I like EKU, but I like to hate them as well. So no, I I really am intrigued <laughs> with this Invitational, and then you go to the Queen Fall Classic, and right off the top there, you have Furman, and I um we hate Furman as well, Coach. We hate Furman as. <laughs> You know, I'm glad that so far any team we play, you don't love, because that just means you're going to be cheering for us the whole way. Oh, well, obviously I'm going to be cheering for you the all, whole way, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be shy about it anymore. You know, I, look, let's be honest here. You know, I'm supposed to be neutral, but we know when it comes to Marshall, I'm not neutral. We know that. So we're not going to – let's just not pretend anymore, Coach. Keep uh, it honest. Keep it keep honest. Keep it honest. Let's keep it honest. I don't like Furman. Yeah, and that goes back to the Southern Conference days. But, you know, that's a great trip. You're going to North Carolina, Furman, Queens, UNC, Asheville, before you hit the uh, the Utah travel event, which that will be an event to travel to Utah. But, um, again, <laughs> was it, you know, it was it trying to stay, you know, a little closer to home with, uh, with the Queens Fall Classic before you, you make the monumental trip to Utah? Yeah. Yep. You want to kind of, you want to manage They're in school, right? So you want to manage how much time is missed and, and how far away we are and, and thinking that it's a, it's a great hub for flights, right? So it, it allows our parents to come. It allows our fans to come and make it as easy of travel as possible. Um, Cause there are some belt schools that are just kind of tough. Like we're tough to get to. Right. And, and there's schools that, aren't just a direct line there. Um, so I, I'm really excited about it. I think that it'll be, it'll feel kind of like a break cause we're not traveling super far, but still getting on a plane, figuring out how to keep our legs and our bodies fresh and how to, how to remain healthy and, and all of those kinds of things. So yeah, definitely strategic and it's strategic on the weekend and how we do it and, and why we do it. So, um, so yeah. Do you like the format Sunbelt? where you're playing one opponent back-to-back. Do you like that? You know, I do. Um, what What is really nice as a staff is typically you play one, you travel. So it's, it's, it's horrible because no schools are close to each other. So you would go, you know, from school A, and then you sleep that night or you travel that night, then you have a rest day, but that rest day is a travel day. So now we get to be in the same hotel. You get to be – focusing on the same team so I think that also when you you know 
preseason is tough because you have to scout four different teams possibly in a weekend and make sure that you're just as ready for the first one as you are the third or fourth one. Um, so it makes it, I think you can get a lot more detailed. Um, I, I think that back-to-back is fine. That's what we do in preseason. So, you know, we're not as, as hard on the knees necessarily running-wise as like a basketball. So, you know, the break makes sense. And the sun, by doing it, you save a lot of money. Like you save money in the sense of not having to take, you know, two flights in there. You're just there and back and um, having to go through all of that stuff. So it, it was, a, you know, kind of a trade-off for the Sun Belt where then that's how we allow every team into the conference tournament, which was really important to all of us coaches because it is, it's about the student athletes and that experience is really important. And it's the Sunbelt does a great conference tournament. So if that's how we can, you know, save money across the board for all teams to then get all teams into the conference tournament, I, none of us put up a fight. You know, it was just, let's play as much volleyball, do as much as we can. When you get to the NCAAs, you're, you're possibly playing back to back oftentimes. Right. So I think it just consistently keeps you, ready and going and then you take the rest when you have the time and you you fuel and you do all the things that you can but um you know our our kids are so resilient and so passionate about the game that I don't think anybody thinks twice about it it's it's much more convenient as a staff and I think also you know we talk about fans and parents and and the experience they only have to go to one place you know so they they don't have to then finagle with all of this travel and get to support their either daughters or, you know, grandkids or whatever it is twice in one weekend. My guest is Ari Agnes. The schedule is out. You can find it in detail at herdzone.com. Season tickets are available now. Three options. You mentioned courtside seats, $200, general admissions 40 and Family pack is 25. You must purchase four or more. So the push is on this year to, to really give value to a volleyball ticket. And you mentioned those courtside seats. You know, basketball is one thing, but this is volleyball. You know, a, a dig, a spike could go somewhere real quick. I'm concerned. <laughs> Nah, you just got to keep your head on a swivel. Got to pay attention. But, um, no, we will, you know, the seats will be up. It won't be a people running. And hopefully we're ball controlled enough to where those things don't happen and that we're able to keep the ball in or near the court. But, um, you know, how cool, too, that it's the, the first year of the TerraFlex and people get to be a part of that, like physically get to sit there and be a part of it. Um, so I think that's really great. I think that to, to hear the girls, to – you know, just be that close to the game is, it's just such a unique experience. I'm so worried. I'm just, I'm just worried. Just a little, not, not too much. Just a little though. I'm not, not your team. It's the other team I'm concerned about. <laughs> you know, we, everybody has a great athletic trainer. So if anybody, anything happens, you know, I'm sure they'd be first to assist. And I think, well, everybody will be just fine. Okay. No waivers needed here. The courtside seating. <laughs> It's it's the lost concessions I'm I'm worried about here that you know, that's that's the concern. But then yep. again, that's just another marketing tool to get you to go back and get some new concessions. There it is. See, you lose your popcorn, go get more popcorn. Exactly, you lose your popcorn, you go get more. Ari Agnes is with us. Uh, anything you want to go? Uh, you want to touch on before uh, we let you go? Anything I missed, or is there something coming up that uh, you'd really like to talk about? 
I mean, we've got camps coming up in July that are all on herd zone. We just did, we do satellite camps as well that are really fun for us to get out to. Um, you know, we went to Ripley High School today and get out to more local places and, and get to know high school coaches and, and hopefully just kind of broaden their horizon of knowledge. Um, but I'm really excited for our camps. We have our entire team coming back to work them at different times, which to me as a young volleyball player is what it's all about, being able to have a college volleyball player teach you things and get to know you and, and find bonds. I, you know, last summer our girls absolutely crushed it working the camps and we had so many young players come to our games that were just so ecstatic because they knew them. It, it puts our team right in, in the faces of our future. And, and so I think camp, we are so excited, so excited. So I think any camps, we've got little herd, we've got all skills, we've got elite, we've got team camp, we've got, so much going on that, you know, our staff and our team are just going to give such a beautiful experience. Um, we're very hands-on. You know, I think there's a lot of camps where good or bad, a lot of, you know, the head coaches or assistant coaches don't work them and don't get in there and get sweaty and we're the exact opposite. Um, so I think that those things are unique um, and fun because that's what it's all about. Just as much as we do community service and those things, this is our way to be able to try to give back a little bit um, and, and, you know, just grow the sport of volleyball as much as we can. Ari Agnes is with us. Appreciate your time as always. So anything else that uh, pops up, let me know, but um, I do appreciate it. And hopefully camps are going to be fun and everyone signs up for tickets and gets those courtside seats and, and experiences you know, the game firsthand, I'll tell you, you know, years ago, and this is years and years ago, when herd volleyball was in Gullickson and I was doing PA, uh, I had those courtside seats. It was fun. So I know what that experience is all about. Absolutely. It's really, it's really cool, especially you could know nothing about volleyball, but being able to, I think you see the passion a little bit more. I think you see the detail a little bit more. And have to focus, which it's such a fast-paced sport that you do have to focus. And sometimes you can get lost and miss four or five plays or four or five, you know, great saves or something. So I think it kind of puts you right in the action and you feel like you're a part of it. And that's what we've always wanted our community to feel is to truly just feel a part of what we're building. Thanks for doing it, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ari Agnes, when we continue, we're going to turn our attention to baseball from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Rod Blackstone, the Toastman, joins us when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. We go from volleyball with a tremendous guest in Ori Agnes to another tremendous guest. I think that's Wednesday's loaded. We've got from the Charleston Dirty Birds joining us now, affectionately known as the Toast Man, but you know him professionally as Rod Blackstone. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day for baseball here, so come on out to the ballpark. We're playing at 6.30. Hopefully uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend for a lot of fans uh, to come out and um, just uh, be a part of it. You've got a lot of events coming up. Uh, baseball, of course, is also a thing happening at the ballpark. I think people forget that because you have so many fun events that go along with the baseball that yeah, absolutely. you're still playing absolutely. baseball. 
Yeah, and we do. Um, so, yeah, actually the homestand started last night. Three games against the Gastonia Honey Hunters and then three more this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the High Point Rockers. Those two teams are at the top of our division and sort of battling it out, so we're trying to be a little bit of a spoiler in the first half race too. But we've got all kinds of things going on all week. Uh, Pride Night is tomorrow, so we're celebrating the diversity of our baseball fan base and uh, with uh, some activities, a post-game fireworks show, some post-game entertainment on the dugouts leading into and overlapping with the fireworks, and a pre-game pride parade, and uh, some uh, hat, a cap giveaway as well. So it should be a really good night to, to celebrate all kinds of different people that uh, we, we invite to the ballpark. Uh, Friday is a, um, is, a t- is a youth replica jersey giveaway for young folks uh, so they can wear the team colors it's uh, sponsored by the U.S. Department, West Virginia Department of Agriculture, and we're celebrating uh, milk as well. We'll get some chocolate milk on the way out of the ballpark as well. It's also a Furry Friend Friday. Saturday, Mega Blast Fireworks sponsored by Glenville State University and a specialty jersey that our team will be wearing to raise money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And then Sunday is Festive Ball. Uh, Festival is partnering with us to do some art here and some make and take crafts for kids and maybe even do some creative video production and uh, productions and showcase some local talent that way as well. So it's a full weekend and looks like the weather's supposed to be pretty nice the whole time too. So everyone's encouraged to come out to the ballpark and you can come out as much as you'd like. There's uh, plenty to do, plenty to see. And there's also uh, some big news on the baseball front uh, release went out earlier, so I'm sure a lot of people maybe haven't heard this yet, but uh, picked up a catcher for the Dirty Birds, Jovan Gonzalez. He has been added to the roster. Yes, Jovi's been playing in uh, Puerto Rico for the last uh, several weeks. He was here. He was one of the originals. In fact, I think he's the only original left from the 2021 team as we became members of the Atlantic League. Uh, sort of team leader, good, great guy. Uh, just ran into him on the concourse. And also last year, he was our team MVP. He's the one who really held it all together as a starting catcher and was one of our better hitters during the course of the year. And he has, adds a presence to the team and to the clubhouse and to the dugout and to the field that is uh, really remarkable. And so that addition it should help us to um, turn the season around a little bit on the field as well. We haven't been winning as many games as we've been losing, but um, but we still have fun every single night that we're here, especially in the toe section and beyond, as it were. I um, I mentioned to Eden a couple of weeks ago that you should throw toast at the high school uh, tournament, and and she was like, "Well, wh- how can he do that?" I'm like, "Well, he throws it at everybody. Not yeah, you don't you don't pick sides, you." <laughs> You don't play favorites. Everybody's toast. And um, I don't know if she passed that on to you, so I want to make sure that I mention yeah, that. Except for one little thing. This all began as a way to play favorites. Back in the 90s, we were playing favorites, and it all began really cheering for the home team, leading cheers every time somebody came up to bat or came into pitch, you know, to demonstrate, hey, we're, we're supporting you no matter how well you're doing or, or not. So it started as a cheering for the home team, and then the heckling and the toes became a distraction for the for the bad guys. When I say bad guys, I say that, of course, you know, in a playful way, not in, you know, 
some other way that people think, well, they're not bad guys. No, no, they're not bad guys. But anyway, but it is, it is, it's, it is designed to be a potential difference maker in support of one team over the other. So the downside, I like the suggestion. It would be kind of fun to add that flavor. But even when the Savannah Bananas were here and everybody was cheering for the Savannah Bananas, we were true to our team. We were toasting them um, and cheering for our guys when they came up. So it, it's a nice idea conceptually, but yeah, practically, we're for the home team. See, and, and how do you choose that at the high school game? I mean, without um, angering or turning away or or frustrating half the crowd, right? I um, I suggested that it would be such a treat to highlight to be toast. You know, if you're you're out there, you're a youngster. You've you've grown up hearing about the toast man, and, and then your toast. Yeah, I, I would think that the you know as they walk in shame, they would smile, knowing, hey, I, I was <laughs> toast. Uh, you, you know, there have been people that have invited me to little league games. Oh, you need to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that to a 12 year old kid who's probably trying his hardest and might play as well as I did whenever I was my career ended tragically at the age of 14. And I don't think I'd have wanted somebody at that time, as I was striking out most of the time, to be sh- shouting, you are toast at me. <laughs> it would have would have damaged me further than I was damaged as a youngster. What about I going to the Little League game? I got an idea. Go to the Little League game. Instead of uh, heckling the kids, it's the parents. Oh, that could work. I tell you what, because parents are getting a little out of control. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. See, ultimately what we're trying to do, and yeah, there are times whenever the game gets intense and umpire calls and that sort of thing that uh, raise the intensity level. But what we're really trying to do is just elevate the fun level. You know, I'd honestly rather, I'd rather the other team start laughing at what I'm saying and that be the distraction rather than getting angry or frustrated by it or uh, pugnacious about it. Uh, now, sometimes that does happen, and, and uh, but I try not to get personal about it, but just just uh, distraction does not have to be negative. Distraction has to be distracting. Whether it's a smell of toast that you can't get out of your nostrils or uh, some quip about uh, becoming Mr. Honeybuns is the guy who strikes out three times for the Gastonia Honey Hunters. And thinking, uh-oh, if I'm going to strike out three times, they're going to start calling me Mr. Honeybuns. Uh-oh. That's something they've never heard before at any other ballpark. And that could happen tonight or tomorrow, by the way, just so you know. I like it. I like <laughs> it. My guest, uh, known internationally as the Toast Man, <laughs> Rob Blackstone, is with us. And it's going to be a fun weekend. We mentioned High Point making its first road trip this weekend to take on the Dirty Birds. And um, something else, because Eden gives me notes. Uh, Eden Douglas, who is the, the marketing director and 15 other titles with the Dirty Birds. She gives me notes to highlight things sometimes. And she said, hey, um, you got to talk about Ricardo Gomez. He now holds the all-time record for the number of appearances in the Atlantic League with 400. Yeah, started about a dozen years ago, um, I think with either Gastonia or York. And so last week he pitched his 400th game in the Atlantic League, and that is a new record. Uh, So we actually gave him an award um, plaque last night from our friends at award-winning trophies and uh, were able to celebrate that achievement. He's, he had been our closer early this year and uh, had come in to close the close games and I think has probably saved most of our victories this year. And uh, so we got a chance to do that. Yeah, he's he's an older guy who's been around for a while, but uh, his little sign is uh, Gomez keeps going. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's something to, to that and Yovi are the things that we're celebrating this week. Oh, one other thing that I want you to keep an eye on. There's a guy, you know, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. For us in 2019 as a rising star, and we're going to be doing. Um, there, there's a rumor afoot that we're going to have a bobblehead of him later in the year. Um, but uh, there's another guy from that team named Joseph Rosa who coincidentally played against us last year for Gastonia. Well, Joseph uh, was a was a pretty good player for us, but got better in the year subsequent. He was one of the best players in this league last year, and he just got signed to a AAA contract with the Orioles. So he's back at it again. And so that's another name I hope people will remember. Joseph Rosa, left-handed hit, switch-hitting um, middle infielder and a guy who really knows baseball pretty well, Dominican Republic, and uh, he's a really good guy and became a friend whenever he was here. That's the other thing we do. We get to know some really great people who come through here uh, back in the day on their way up, and nowadays as they're, uh, they're continuing to play and continuing for the love of the game. My guest from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Rod Blackstone, the Toast Man. i got to ask this question since you are an encyclopedia of knowledge. Uh-oh. You're writing this it's stuff no down, right? You are writing all of these <laughs> things down so we can read about it in your book one day? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure that anybody wants to read the, the copious notes that I take on other teams in my opposition research, though. But actually, someday I might. I might want to try to reclaim some of those things. Like, for instance, this weekend, Frank Viola, who won a Cy Young with the Minnesota Twins, he was a pitching coach when we were in the South Atlantic League in the Mets organization for two different years. And here's a guy who won a World Series, and he's now a pitching coach, and now he's a pitching coach for High Point. That's one of the reasons I like to, to play against High Point. Another guy from High Point who's played with High Point the last few years, a guy named Quincy Lattimore, who played with us in 2009 as a rising star in the Pirates organization. Quincy's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in baseball. He's recovering from knee surgery right now, but he'll be back later in the year. But you can meet somebody like Frank Viola and a lot of baseball fans will know that name and you can come out and meet him. He's one of the, he's very friendly. He one time came over and said, you know, I love what you do. I hate that you do it against my teams, but I love what you do. And that's the nature of Frank. So it's, that's, what, that's what we do here. We, we have fun. That's what it's all about. Win, lose, or draw, we're going to have fun. Rod Blackstone with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds uh, in action tonight. Not Rod. Well, uh, yeah, actually, technically. Well, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little bit Especially in action. Especially if somebody become, becomes Mr. Honeybuns. I'll be, I'll be really in action passing out Honeybuns in addition to toast. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Dirty Birds action all weekend long in Charleston, and Rod's going to be there throwing toast, uh, you know, hopefully not your way, but somebody's way. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate you. And let's get that book going. I, I really I would think people would want to read that. Trust me, I'm all about prep notes. I would love to see what prep notes look like for the Toastman. Just see, just the okay, secret. Okay, next time you're over here, I will show you my, my copious notes that I have on the opposition. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I would, those would probably put a lot of professional broadcasters to shame. Well, they are centered mostly on failures as opposed to all all facts. And, and, you know, when they strike out three times for the other team, when they gave up six runs in the ninth, that's what comes in handy for me. So it's not thorough, but it is specific. I love it. Rod, good talking to you yeah. again. Let's hope that the uh, Dirty Birds do well this weekend, and we'll get you back soon. Hope to see you and everybody else that's uh, listening at the ballpark this week. Comart Ballpark, great place to be. Go for good times. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Rob Blackstone, the Toast Man, joining us from the Dirty Birds. Quick timeout, and we wrap it up here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment. Today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're about out of time. That went by pretty quickly today. I have fun with Coach Agnes and also the Toastman, Rod Blackstone. We'll do that again real soon. And don't forget, you can find me anytime on Twitter, at Paul Swan. And if you missed any part of today's show, we'll have it posted later today on our podcast. And all you have to do is search your favorite podcast app for The Drive with Paul Swan. And something you can do even better. You don't even have to search for it after you find it. If you want to get it again, all you have to do is to follow, like, subscribe, whatever your app says to do. You can have the show delivered automatically to you when it's posted. It's real easy. So if you listen to the show on a delay with the podcast, make it easy. Have it delivered to you. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thank you once again for everyone tuning in. I do appreciate it. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.